This is Banging on the Drum. It is another beautiful day in West Central Wisconsin, and welcome to episode 118 of Banging on the Drum. Please remember to like, subscribe, download, share. We're trying to get the word out there, guys. Please help us out. We would really appreciate if you could. As always, I'm your host, P Dog, joined alongside of our other host, M Dog. And M Dog, how are you doing today? Doing well. Doing well. Can't complain too much. Uh, how did your week go? It's been good. It's been good. Um, I came from working where I was working, uh, like a fairly busy schedule to having pretty much nothing to do, just like a few tasks I need to cut, like check off the list. But the tasks have been elusive. So I feel like I'm not getting shit done, but I have been putting a little bit extra work into the podcast. So hopefully. Hopefully that shows a little bit um, in our up and coming future because I'm setting us up because I know we don't get many lulls. So I have a lull right now. So I want to set stuff up so we can operate smoothly, but we'll see how it goes. What's been going on with your week? Uh, so like I'll get into my under kind of right away. Um, so I, I made like leisure programmer right so like i just make sure people have fun like i have to set up things up and so that they have things to do and uh so now i'm in charge of this committee at work and so now i'm like running the big events at work which is not like doesn't affect me in a real way too much but like i guess i run things my own way and i don't need all the details worked out and I never have them all worked out because I would rather like, <laughs> I'd rather just make the decision on the fly. And so I don't think that that sits very well with the institution that I work in or the people that work in the institution. I don't know if the institution cares, but people definitely care. Yeah. You and I definitely have that similar. I think you have it a little bit more than I do. And then you also on top of it, double down with like confidence about it sometimes. But like just yeah. being like, yeah, fuck, it, it'll work out. Like where I'm like, yeah, it'll work out. But then like when the the problem that could have been like ironed out a little bit, yeah. like comes up, I'm like, I don't really know what to do right now. Like I wish I would have thought of doing this early. I've been getting better, but I think it's being married to who I'm married to that has everything ironed out, like every yeah. aspect. And if I don't. I kind of can get harped on a little bit. So I've been like figuring out how to have a better plan going forward. I would say though, I know you're not asking for advice. I would try to get better at hammering out all the details instead of just doing the, the well, so like, yeah. So I had to just answer like, like a thousand questions today because all the details weren't like perfect before I sent it out. Right. And I, that annoys me. Cause I feel like it's kind of obvious, like just assume that that's the way it's going to happen. Right. But that's not true. Like people don't. So in another thing is like when running programs, everybody's like, I believe 
everyone can do it, right? Like, so this is a hole in my thinking that everybody can just roll with shit and fucking go like, this is the easiest thing in the whole world to do. Like I have no problems with any of this. Like I am really fine writing rules on the spot. I don't care. Like, we're just going to run this event. It'll go or it won't. It doesn't matter either way. And there people cannot do that. Right. People can, if they don't have everything like ironed out, they can't function inside of the chaos that exists there. Yeah. I remember you being put in some tough spots, like at the fitness center that probably weren't as tough as like, if I was dealing with them now today, I would have been yeah. like, why do we even care? Like, this is not as big of a deal, but like just having to like ref certain shit. I remember I had to ref like a sport where they like had like this huge ball. And like, oh, we yeah. were, that was dumb. That, yeah, I hated ref that. And then I forgot whistles. It was not good. Were you there the okay. same day I was? I don't think so. Cause I was roughing it with, I was definitely not roughing it with you. And it was both me and this guy's first time like ever even hearing of this sport so yeah. we're reading the freaking rule book like as it comes and like sure enough like everybody that came to play it like three guys knew like they played it in jerk like when they were stationed in germany or something yeah so it's like a german game so like three of them actually knew the rules so but i remember we had to like make up some rules because like it's just like this ball that's probably like six foot tall. Like it was bigger yeah. than me. Like I remember that. And you have to like just push it across the line. But there, there is some like strategy and stuff. But like it kept just getting into like a big stalemate where like six guys would get on one side of it and six guys would get on the other side of it and just wouldn't go anywhere. So it'd yeah. be like only two people on each team to be touching the ball or something like that. But like, we just had to like, keep up making rules to like make it work. But yeah, that game sucks ass. I mean, unless, I mean, I, like we just don't, it's understand. probably fine to play, but like you probably didn't need officials either. It's like somebody at the gym dumb enough to be like, Oh, you got to have people out there. I'd have been like, all right, go play. Who gives a shit? Like yeah. there's no reason you needed to be out there. Yeah. Surgeon Ford first, like, the first sergeant's the ref. Like, just be like, yeah, yeah like, like, all right, it. we're gonna, yeah, or like the guys that know the game. Like, you guys got to ref it. That's the deal, right? Yeah, until yeah, other people learn it well enough where you can play and like somebody else can ref it. But yeah, but yeah, I I would say start having a more detailed plan. I'll no, I, you're right. I definitely should. I'm just saying that I don't like it, and it. I don't know that it matters to me if it's detailed or not like i figure i can answer all the questions as they come up so i try to be detailed because i know people are going to bitch at me but i i just always figure well i'll answer the question when it comes and then i end up answering a thousand fucking questions because not everything is like crystal clear yeah no i would find your work buddy like we were at work and just do like a dress rehearsal of like hey here's my program you are the product control or the the what do they call that like the tester of it like yeah. you try to break my system and then yeah i think that's a good idea just have a guy 
I, you're not even asking me for advice. You're just saying that, and I'm just giving you advice. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. That. So no, no, that's fine. I don't. I will. I I'll take your advice. I've probably been trying to like implement that in my programming from like the time I started in 2008, and it just like the way I am as a human. Like I just don't do shit like that. No, I'm pretty similar, but yeah. I, I've started seeing the value of just having some shit like laid out because yeah because like you said like there's people who operate like how we can operate and it's not it's not like we're like rare breeds of people no. like i think it's almost 50 50 or like we're we're we might yeah, be probably. a majority yeah. and but there's some people that like if they don't know they have an issue like they whatever short circuit yeah. their brain a little bit for sure or won't do anything right they'll just stop yeah right if they don't have all the answers then they won't engage with anything and i mean but it is what it is i it forced me to answer a lot of questions today and i was kind of annoyed about it all right so last weekend uh i worked my final saturday for the quarter and uh, I'm pretty happy about that, like to be, get that done and out of the way. Sad thing is the quarter resets in October. And so it's only going to be three weeks of like nothingness, but. Then you just, you can knock it out right away or do they pick? So it's, it depends, right? So uh, I probably could knock them out like boom, boom. But if somebody gets to the weekends before I do, then. I can't choose that. Only two people can work on one weekend. Okay. So you Which also annoys, annoys me. Like I can't even like schedule my own time, like with that, but it is what it is. So it's always an under though. It's always an under working on the weekend for you. So it's pro like, if I ever leave this job, it'll be because of that. Yeah. Right. Like, so like I have no, it'll be because they ask me to work weekends and there's okay. I'll get into like some like bullshit I have about that. I hate this shit. Right. So this part drives me fucking crazy about my job. Um, so we have two rec leaders that work every weekend. One week, one works one weekend. So they work every other weekend. So they're always there. They're all the time. Right. And so that's the job I used to have. The, the reason I'm a rec therapist now is because of that. And because it was till seven o'clock at night, like, I wasn't going to deal with that. So I either move up or move out. Right. And then, so for this job, they have literally closed the rec field. So they don't care that the guys are like have rec or not, but then they force me to come in on Saturdays to entertain them. Like, well, they're going to be bored. You let them be bored the whole fucking week by not giving them rec time. And then you're going to make us come in on fucking Saturdays. Get out of here. Yeah. It doesn't make any, doesn't you, make any you, sense to me. You need to get even higher up in the thing, and then then you can fix that. You can fix that for the next guy. The if next I'm guy. ever, if I'm ever my boss, it won't happen anymore. Like so, if I'm my boss, I'll end it. I'll like I'll stand on that until I'm blue in the face about how we shouldn't be there. Do it. Go on. All right. Let's get your overs though. What is, what is your over? Your over is that you the, did yeah that, yeah that I'm done working Saturday for the quarter. But like I'll probably have to do it again, but it probably won't be till early November or something like that. So, damn, you had a boring ass week, Mike. I did have a boring ass week. Like I can't even think of like 
So I had soccer practice tonight. Sounds like the kids are doing pretty good. I didn't go to the last game because I had to work fucking Saturday. Shitty fucking under, right? Um, I went to it like I went to my niece's volleyball game last night. Just we're just busy. Like we just got shit going on. I went to an apple and leaf um, party for my four Ker. So we painted some stuff. Had a snack that he didn't like, like a no-bake apple crisp. He didn't like it, so. Yeah, I'm not a big fan either. I'm you, don't like a- you, don't, you don't like apple crisp? Like I, I don't know exactly what an apple crisp is, but it sounds like something that I won't like. I enjoy apples, so maybe I would like it. But do like, you like apple pie? No, I do not like apple pie. Not even a little bit, huh? No. I despise apple pie, blueberry pie, any kind of fruit pie. I don't even really like pumpkin pie that much, but like I'm cool with pumpkin pie. Is a pumpkin a fruit? I don't know. I think it's a vegetable. Okay. I would assume it's a vegetable, but I could be wrong about that. It could be like a tomato. I forget what makes a fruit a fruit. Yeah, I think that they're two different terms of uh, vegetable and fruit. So fruit is like a botan not uh, like a horticulture term. Or something like that, or a botanical term, and the other one's like a horticulture term, or something like that. Look at these people learning some botany, listening oh, to culinary us. term, maybe. I don't know. All right, we'll get we'll get off the fruits and stuff. I will move to my. I, I hate doing my over first and like leading with an under, but I'm gonna do my over first because my week's been pretty lame too. Like I was telling you guys, I, I really haven't been doing too much. But my over, which I'm going to go with first, our cardinal sin, is that I think I found a way to make like a pretty decent intro on YouTube. So if you are listening to this on the podcast version, go check out our YouTube because I think I'm going to like our uh, new intro that I got for a little bit. And I think it's going to be easy to like flip around a little bit. Uh, But check that out because I... I'm very excited about it. I've watched it probably like 50 times and it makes me smile a little bit. So, so yeah, check that out. And then my under for the week, just how furious Peter Bukowski or whatever the fuck his name is can make me. And Bukaki? That, that's what his name should is be. Is it Peter Bukaki? Yeah, it could be, but no, it's Bukowski. I was contemplating in my head whether I wanted to make like a big deal out of it. I was about to like send out a tweet that was like pretty aggressive in his direction. I don't think he would care that much, but I think that's what he's looking for in a lot of cases. Yeah, exactly. And then what that's like what I got written on the sheet is like he's a knockoff, Skip Bayless, Stephen A. Smith, Colin Cower. Like throwing out a take to like get people fired up. And he just absolutely hates Aaron Rodgers. And I think I've had this as an under before is that I care too much about Aaron Rodgers. Like I love him. Um get it getting into the Monday night game. I was trying my hardest to be like, hey, you know, I'm definitely a Packer fan first. That's easy. That's easy for me. Like if the Packers play the Jets, I'm going to cheer for the Packers over Aaron Rodgers. But this year I was going to be like, I'm going to be even indifferent. I'm not going to like cheer for the Jets 
But when Aaron Rodgers ran out that with the American flag and like the crowd was just going nuts, I was like, nope, this is my second favorite team. No doubt. Like I fucking want these guys to win so bad. I turned to my wife and I'm like, he is going to fucking rip these guys apart tonight. And I truly believe, I guess. He was going to be in trouble with the pass rush. I mean, so he was was pressured on three out of four plays or something like that. So. But, but yeah, so Aaron Rodgers has like probably the worst injury of his whole career. I guess the collarbone thing, if that happened in week one, that would have probably it wasn't the that. whole year. He came back that year. Yeah. So, I mean, his worst injury ever. And then the next day, uh, Peter Bukowski is just dragging him through the mud. Like tweeting well, he out said stuff. something fucking said something fucking dumb, right? Rogers did maybe previous to the injury. Yeah, but like that's in I'm an adamant Rogers defender, so that's on yeah, yeah. me. But he he said shit like he didn't like how some of the pass protection was or something. But it's not like he was getting hauled off on the cart and being like, oh, I don't it's like this guy's fucking fault. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, like so, it, he was saying it before the fact, and then you know, whatever happened, happened. I didn't dig into like too much of the details of that, but he basically calls after Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, goes out and just calls him a scumbag. And just that's the only post that this guy does that people respond to. So he doubles down on it, like makes a threat of how Aaron Rodgers is a scumbag. And then he just starts posting his other stuff like, oh, people are looking at my stuff now. Now I'm getting attention. Like I'm going to post my other stuff. Like he's just a scumbag. So he's whatever attacking somebody's character being low character. I don't know. It just like, it's yeah. so, uh, contradictory. like, like it's not a very, I guess it's not a very ethical way to go about getting views. Right. Yeah. But yeah, um, he killed me. I'd like, I'd like to jump into the Aaron Rodgers thing when you're done with your unders here. No, yeah, that that's basically my whole under. I was going to make it a spicy meatball. I was thinking about like making a whole take, but then I realized that I was being just kind of a grumpy person and I was thinking about trying to use Peter like he uses Aaron because as much shit as I'm talking about him right now, he is leaps and bounds more successful than our podcast. So we sure. could, like, if we did start like a fight with him some way, shape, or form, I don't really yeah. want to do this because, like, then I would be the hypocrite in the, in this whole right. uh, situation. But I was, I was like, yeah, maybe I'll just do like a, a hit piece and like we'll cut it, we'll tag him in it, and then see if we can just start a beef with him and then get like views from that. But I think I thought better of it. I think, I think we'll try to keep our character intact while, while making, making it to where we do our uh, 7,000 viewers. We've been getting uh, yeah. fairly consistent. So that that's all I got. You, you can get into the, the, yeah, get into the Monday night game a little bit. Well, so I want to get into the Rodgers thing just a little bit. So everybody like, so he makes a comment about the offensive line, not playing the way that he would like them to. Right. And so basically because he likes to extend plays, he doesn't want them to cut block. Right. 
and people are ripping him for this. So uh, Bukowski's uh, ripping him for this, right? That'd be like the people that I work with. So I actually, my under correlates to this kind of well now, right? So the people that I work with being like, uh, you know, like it doesn't matter how, or like me being like, oh, I don't have to give you the details because I'm going to figure it out on the fly. Right. And not them like having a suggestion like, Hey Mike, like I need this piece of it so that I can do my job well. Right. And then me being like, no, fuck you. We're going to do it my way. Like we just have to no details. You don't get them. Like, yeah, yeah. He's, he's an employee that's saying, Hey, this isn't working because the way I do things is different than what's happening up front here. And then they're not taking any of that into consideration and to be, to act like that is a weird thing that would happen is insane. Like all the players on that team should be able to put some input into like, Hey, we can't do this because of this. Now the coaches need to like filter that shit out, but saying that you don't like something at the job that you have or at, um, like where you're employed or like the people you're working with is fucking insane. Like that's the shit you should do so that everything runs more smoothly. Right. At least your stuff is out there and they've shot it down for like a reason and not because nobody's fucking thinking of it. And especially like if it's a 19 year employee, that's one employee of the year four times in his, you know, like he's got to have some say in there. And like the Jets brought him in, obviously, to have some say, like with all the guys they got. I mean, we don't have to like rehammer that shit out, but like the, the Jets, for the most part, seemed to be like listening to him and he loved it. Like it yeah. sounded like it rejuvenated his career saying yeah, he wanted, wanted to play to... for five more years or whatever. Right. Yeah. And that, that was another thing that old Pete uh, just brings up. I don't know. Like I've heard some jokes about like Aaron Rodgers and like funny suggestions that like, Oh, if Tom Brady came in and like did that, like whatever, whatever. No, like doesn't offend me at all. And I love Rogers like way too much. It's like the mean spirited way to go about like attacking a guy like that. Um, another person I've had too much time on my hand that we've had on the show that I thought it was pretty obvious. He didn't like Aaron Rodgers, Chris Jackie. He was even like, Pretty defensive of Aaron Rodgers in the injuries. But I, I think also him being a player, he talked to us about like going to Pittsburgh, getting hurt and getting cut because he was he was hurt when he was with Pittsburgh. So I, I think that's like near and dear to an athlete. Like, yeah, don't fuck with him like right after. It, I mean, he kicked the dude when he was down. He's beating a dead horse. He's fucking like. And so like if you think about this, like. In reality, this could end his career, right? Like it really could. Like, yeah, it is possible that it ends his career because you spend a year out of football, like not being able to do hardly anything. And then you come back and you can't move the way that you did in the past. That's going to, going to affect his game. Like part of his game is being mobile inside the pocket and being mobile even outside the pocket a little bit. And so like to like rip on a dude because he has an opinion about his job. Like that's the part that I don't get. And everybody's like, well, like for $30 million, I can do fucking anything you can for the first fucking six months. Yeah. Like you're making $30 million a year that first year or two years. You're like, man, my life is so fucking good. Like 
I'll do anything for this company until all of a sudden you fucking won't. Right. And yeah. then it's like, because you get used to that shit. Like I'm worth whatever they pay me. Right. If they give me a, like an $80,000 a year bonus or something like that. I'm going to be like, all right, fuck it. I can do whatever they want me to do right now until I get used to that fucking bonus every year. And then all of a sudden it's like, this is what I'm worth now. And so like, I have opinions. I want things to change. Like, so like people are like, well, I don't make this kind of money. Of course you fucking don't. Cause you don't have a skill that would pay that kind of fucking money. Right? Yeah. And you don't have the discipline to obtain a skill that makes you that type of money. Like these are yeah. yep. pretty special people. I mean, granted, like could be put in like better situations and stuff like that. Well, I always stray us away from like the, the main point, but I, I think that is a good point on on your hands but you you always get the the money people and i i'll say in all honesty like i do think the money in football is like getting like a little egregious in like the the just like want to be the highest paid person is just kind of breaking my mind a little bit like like if you're making 30 million dollars a year I don't know, man. Like, I don't see where $40 million is really changing your life that much. Like I want 10 million more, but th- that's just me sitting in the situation. So I don't think that that has anything to do with it, right? Like the changing of your life. I don't think that that has anything to do with the money, right? So uh, when Joe Burrow watches Justin Herbert get paid, whatever, let's say 48 million. I don't know what Justin Herbert's is. Yeah. Like Joe Burrow, but Joe Burrow knows he's more valuable than Justin Herbert. He just knows that. Like he's, he says, I took a team that was fucking dog shit. Like and turned them completely around, took them to the Super Bowl after we were fucking nothing. I did that. Right. Like that's part of the, like the reason they got to where they're at is because they believe that they are actually more important. And like without them succeeding, everything will fail. Like that's a piece of their psyche. Otherwise, and so that's why you have to be like, I'm better than that, dude. Everything is competition, including the money. And to be have two different like mindsets inside of that. Like, oh uh, no, no, like this football game is a superior competition, but my life isn't, I think would be exceptionally unique. Yeah. I mean, I guess that I, it makes sense, but it does it still doesn't seem right to me. But it, it is what it is. I don't care. Like I'm I don't bitch about the money too much but it's, it's just like interesting to me it's like uh I, i'm gonna hold out for an extra five million like when i'm making 40 million like it, it's it's an interesting concept but yeah that's why some people are different that's like why rich people are rich and i'm me <laughs> like i'm just like oh no this that's good enough for me like i'll take that i'll take that job but, but are you ready to roll on, get into the Wisconsin sports stuff that we have going on this week? Yeah. All right. So I wrote this before the Brewers just, so we're rolling out the barrel. I wrote this just before the Brewers lost today. So last game uh, just happened. We lost to Miami two to nothing, kind of a weird one. So I'll just touch this one and of course, I'm blacked out because it's in Miami, which whatever. We're not we're not going to go down that rabbit hole again, how the MLB sucks at uh, getting their games broadcasted. But Miguel starts the game. 
go or McGill starts the game and he goes one inning and I didn't tune into the the radio and I haven't seen anything on this yet, but he goes one inning and then we switch to Colin Ray, who is a dude that usually will start games for us, uh, like back end of the rotation stuff. So I don't know if it was crafty. Uh, gosh, uh, crafty council, uh, doing something like crafty, like, Hey, we're going to show them that we're going to start, uh, McGill and then we're going to switch to Ray, uh, or if something happened to McGill, but whatever, I, I'm hammering that like a little bit too hard, but I thought that was interesting. Uh, Brewers go over eight with runners in scoring position in this game. So definitely not not helping the cause there but i am going to read you all the stuff that i wrote before this game happened so the brewers are 6 and 4 in their last 10 games uh winning their last two so obviously that's over now uh we're uh, currently on a one game losing streak uh a thing i wanted to highlight was the run differential and i can actually do this math on the fly so mike and i were hammering this before the all-star break where the Brewers still had like a negative run differential. Do you know what the Brewers run differential is now? We're at plus 50. I don't know if that's true. I assume you lied in there. I did read the little book. No, got up. no it's plus 48 after tonight's game. Uh, you, you should have done the math, Mike. You knew. Oh, yeah, I just knew. read the. I just was doing Eng, uh, English work, not math work. Yeah, so... So, yeah, but that's been pretty great. So we've been breaking out the bats since the All-Star break. Uh, still leaving a few too many guys on third with less than two outs. So rough. Uh, didn't do any better today. Like I said, 0 for 8 with runners in scoring position. I don't know how many outs when we had people where, but we did load up the bases yesterday. And that game could have got a little bit more out of hand than it did, and and we didn't we didn't fully take advantage of that. Um, been playing pretty good ball though. Magic number is currently at thirteen. I think that holds true even with the Cubs loss tonight. So the Cubs lose to the Rockies tonight, which is helpful to us. Uh, like I said, magic number thirteen. We've been going through this stretch without our best hitter in Yelich. Uh, he misses four games. I can't remember if I fixed that once I found out he didn't play tonight, but so four or five games without uh, Yelich. We touched the Burns no hitter through eight with uh, Devin Williams coming in, making it a nine inning no hitter and still losing two. The Yankees in that game, but then Woodruff throws a complete game shutout and gets 12 runs. So so we go from scoring none for Corbin Burns through eight innings to scoring 12 for Woodruff in it was less than nine innings, but yeah, they went off for Woodruff. And then yesterday, Peralta goes six and a third, only gives up one run on a homer early in the game. So Willie Peralta just always grooves one early in the fucking game and gets hammered or the pitch gets hammered 
and then he gets back on track. So I think that's just like what we can expect from Willie is he's going to give up his like hit his runs in the first inning, maybe the second inning, and then he'll get back on track, throw a good game. But like I said, sixth and third uh, gives up one run, has nine Ks in that one. So over the last six games, minus the game that just finished, I should I should have just said we recorded before that game happened. Um, as a team, though, team stats, we're, our batting average is 285, on-base percentage is 366, five homers, 39 runs in a six-game stretch. Willie Adamas, the hinge that I've been hammering, if this guy does well, we have a chance in this playoff run. He's been hitting 348, uh, on-base on percentage of 444, two homers, 11 RBIs, just been crushing the ball. and. It shows. I mean, we've been winning games with him doing that. Uh, we picked up Josh Donaldson after the Yankees cut him, uh, which I just thought was kind of odd because I've been busy traveling around uh, while the Yankee series was like going on. And then I'm just like, we have Josh Donaldson on the team. So he's played two games for us. He's hitting 500 on base percentage, 667. I uh, hit a home run huge home run he crushed the ball um but that that seemed like a nice pickup uh it should be mentioned though he did get cut from the yankees because he was hitting like 133 like his what do they call that like slash his uh, on base percent whatever he's slashing real bad like he deserved to get cut by the yankees um but can he play in the playoffs because he was on the Yankees 25 man roster be pre-September. That was going to be my question for you, but I don't think so. Like, cause I know if you look at his like name on some things, it has an asterisk on there. So I'm pretty sure he can't, so he can help us with the, the playoff push. I could be wrong about this. I should have done a little bit research, a little bit more research on that one, but I would say, I don't think so. I think okay. you need to have him before September. Uh, but then as a team through these, that six game stretch, our ERA is 1.60. We've given up 26 hits, 18 base on balls, 10 earned runs, 63 Ks. And our opponent's batting average is 131. So it's been a good pitching six day stretch. It's been a good hitting six day stretch. And it's just a good sign to see, uh, the Brewers can put a six-game stretch together where they're going to be a very hard team to beat. They did this against the Yankees, and then they've been doing this against the Marlins. And neither of those teams are slouches. So those are like par teams. I I want to say the Yankees, there's like two games above 500, and the Marlins are maybe three games above 500. They're right around 500. So good teams. Uh, doing some good stuff about him. I liked Mike's SWOT analysis so much that I went and did it for this. So strengths, pitching defense, weaknesses, leaving ducks on the pond, especially the guys on third with less than two outs. Opportunity, Yelich is going to be coming back. We have some interesting ways we can set up the lineups. Even looking at the lineup tonight, it it was just – it was wild, like how different we came out looking. It was like we just wanted to catch them off guard. Um, 
I've been thinking Monasterio should be hitting more towards the top of the lineup than the bottom of the lineup for a while now, seeing that he's hitting 272 on the season, which I think our only guy hitting a better average for him, better average than him is Contreras at 282. Uh, But we've been moving Sal Frolic to the one spot which I like a lot because it's a dude that doesn't strike out. The moment doesn't seem too big for him, even though he's just got called up this year, moving Yelich to the two spot, Contreras to the three spot, and just pushing it pushing it back with Sal Frelick at the top of it. I, I don't know if that's the way to go. Um, but yeah, it looks like Council's trying to figure out exactly what he wants his team to be going into this. So I guess opportunities is Yellow's coming back and then just having kind of free reign on what we want to do with the lineup going into there. Cause we're not the team that's scoring a bunch of runs on home runs. Like we're used to like it's, it, it's different Brewers baseball than we're used to. Um, and then the threat is just, our bats going flat like they did tonight, um, like they did for Blunt, like being able to throw a no hitter and lose a game. So an eleven inning no hitter. Yeah, it's that that is pretty insane. And we'll hammer it home. We'll we'll beat a dead horse again. But zero for eight with runners in scoring position tonight. It's we got to stop doing that shit. At least get get us a run if you got eight runners in scoring position. Yeah. But like I said, I only got to listen to like three innings of the game. You hopped on right when I was listening to the top of the ninth when we were about to lose. So um, but yeah, I I I'm very optimistic about this Brewers team. I think I think they could shock shock a team, <laughs> but that being said, Atlanta is quite possibly the best baseball team I've ever seen play baseball. All right. Yeah. So that's fair. I mean, I'm pretty happy with the way the brewers are performing currently. Like you said, I don't like the not being able to put up runs and to be fair with the zero runs on the no hit day. And then 12, the next day we were facing Garrett Cole, right? Yeah. Which is pretty challenging. Yeah, no, I mean, it was two aces dueling. Yeah. And Burns did have the better day, but, but yeah, it's, it, it's tough to come by runs when you're playing against that guy. Yeah. Um, that's, that's what we got for the Brewers, though. That's rolling out the barrels for you guys. Do you, I feel like I talked a lot. Do you want to go into the Packers? Cause you did the, the Packers preview. I did the Badgers preview, but I have jumping in, jumping around, uh, f- slotted first. Yeah, and, uh, just go with jumping around. Well, it's fine. It ain't no big deal. I'll jump in as I kind of need to. I think I can jump in a little bit better here with the Badgers. Not necessarily about um, Georgia Southern specifically, but yeah. So I try to deep dive into a little bit of what we're going to see with Georgia uh, Georgia Southern. Like I was talking about uh, with Cameron Ward last week, 
Uh, it is interesting to look at these teams and see like what some of their players have done. So Georgia Southern right now this year is 2-0. Uh, they beat the Citadel, which is just basically a university people bring in to beat the shit out of them. And they beat them 34 to nothing. So, yes, the Citadel's shitty, but they beat them 34 to nothing. So they did what they were is, supposed to do. Against is that them. a military school? It is. It's a, It's like a kind of a okay. weird military. Like, I want to say it's like a mix of branches and stuff in there but so you hear like so when i was deployed like the air force academy pilots and stuff they catch a little bit of shit for going to the academies just because like i don't know it's like being a stiff almost i think it's like a pretty prestigious thing to do and it's um i don't think people are jealous of it but yeah probably are a little bit you you know there's like it's like calling someone a boy scout basically so if okay. you went to the you know army whatever air force academy army navy you're gonna get shit throughout your career but like you're still gonna be put into a better position uh for stuff but like the citadel all the shit that these three other branches catch catches the most shit like if, if you find someone that went to the citadel they're like you fucking nerd um so which they're probably the most badass of them i don't know i don't know much about the citadel i i've been interested enough to like look it up but i've totally forgot everything from there but anyways yeah i just didn't know if it was a military school or not it feels like it is but i couldn't remember for sure no you're right it is but yeah 34 nothing on them and then they play uab I don't know if that was a fun belt. Uh, yeah, I would say that's probably a fun belt conference game because Georgia Southern is in the Sun Belt, which kind of surprised me because I thought they were an FCS school, but they are a D1 school and they beat UAB 49 to 35, which I want to say UAB, I don't know how they are this year, but they've had a decent team that like was getting votes in the top 25 if not was in the top 25 i want to say in the past two years but yes a lot could change from there especially yeah with the way the transfer portal is set up so right now they're scoring 41.5 points per game averaging 308 passing yards per game 159 yards rushing per game so they're definitely a passing team which we saw Washington State was a passing team, could have trouble with them. Definitely not quite the talent of a Washington State team that we could have. But this team is very experienced in all the positions that matter. Uh, Their QB, Davis Brin, is a senior, uh, has started the past two full years, so uh, he's had like pretty average numbers. He's basically a 50 50 guy and touchdowns to interception ratios. So if we don't come away with an interception in this game, like we've said, this, this might not be our year. Uh, but if we don't, if we don't pick this guy off there, there's definitely a problem happening. Uh, running back Jalen white, also a senior right now this year, he's averaging 5.5 yards per carry. Three touchdowns, two rushing, one receiving. 
And then they do have a running back, OJ Arnold, who's kind of like their splashy dude. Like, uh, if I had to compare him to something that our listening base would uh, recognize, it was kind of like when we had John Clay and um, I want to say it's like, yeah, I definitely don't want to compare him to Melvin Gordon, but do you remember the Big Ten Championship where we had, I think it was Melvin Gordon, like would get like three carries, but they would be for like 50 that, yards that, a pop. That wasn't John Clay though. John Clay wasn't there. Okay. Monty, but, Monty Ball and uh, Melvin Gordon were together. I can't remember who the other back was with John Clay because he failed us in the Rose Bowl. That other back did. So yeah, Monty Ball, James White, and then Melvin Gordon, I want to say. Yeah. Were the were the three and, there? And Melvin, when his when he was a freshman, would get like one or two touches a game, but they'd be fucking sixty yard, yeah, scoots. Yeah, so he he's averaging uh, pretty pretty high yards per carry. So it's just like a guy to like key into is like, hey, when this guy's on the field, like they do something tricky to get him the ball. Yeah. Um, for wide receivers, uh, they have a decent crew. But they do throw the ball a lot. Uh, Derwin Burgess is a junior. He has 14 catches, 151 yards, two touchdowns on the year. And then a Caleb. Uh, what's Caleb's last name, Mike? Caleb Hood, a tight end, senior, 13 catches, 115 yards, two touchdowns on the year. But anyways, basically what I wanted to get at is they have a lot of experience. Granted, it's it's not like top tier comp- competition. I'm probably going a little bit too long on a Georgia Southern team where we're 18 and a half point favorites, but it's just not a team <laughs> that the Badgers should take lightly, especially after losing to Washington State University. And I don't think they will because they lost to Washington State. I do think it would be more trappy if they did end up pulling off the win at Washington State. But this is this is a pretty good small school uh, at playing some football. And then even their special teams, uh, kicker, I want to say, is like four for four on the year. Hasn't hit anything over 50 yards, but like they're buttoned up. They're like a buttoned up Sun Belt team. Outside that, of their quarterback who throws 50-50 balls a lot. Yeah, yeah. It is – he's – yeah, I don't I don't even want to say farvish. He's like Elway-ish, like where his uh uh interception to touchdown ratio is not very good. So so Badgers are my prediction come out, wax the floor with them because they heard this and they realized that they can't take the team lightly. Okay. Uh so do they wax the floor with them through the air or on the ground? Or both, right? So, like, what? Let give me a touchdown breakdown. So, we're probably going to beat them by three touchdowns minimum, right? If you, yeah, yeah, I, I like that. But yeah, I, I think, I think they're going to get back to like running the ball. I think it's going to be pretty even split. Uh, I think you and I were the only ones that came off that game last week from what I've heard where we were kind of like, ah, Mordecai kind of looks like he settled in uh, towards uh, towards the like after the first quarter. I want to say he had like a really bad first quarter and then he settled in and then it does look like he's looking for Bell, Shimmer, DK. 
um, his boys, Pauling. Pauling. Yeah, Pauling. So I, I think it'll be a pretty balanced attack against these guys because, like we have mentioned, uh, Mike, I'm blanking our, our coach already. And I got a bug Fick? flying around. Yeah. Fickle. Uh, Fickle. Uh, doesn't have all of his guys in yet. So I think he'll wise up and be like, hey, we got to run this ball uh, like, like we have in the past until I get all my guys in. But, yeah, final prediction of the score. I'm going to say Wisconsin wins this one 42-2. to. 21 that would be too easy so we're gonna say 38 wisconsin and we're gonna go 20 and then we're not gonna cover so yeah we're not gonna cover 38 to 20 all right so five there's five touchdowns in there three passing two rushing or three rushing two passing three passing two rushing okay so we're gonna we're gonna lean a little bit heavier on the passing game than the rushing game, but we're gonna bring the rushing game back to prominence. I like it. Yeah, but one of the uh, passing touchdown goes to a running back. So yeah, so um, I'm gonna say that Fickle gets his defense dialed up here and holds him to 13 touchdown, two field goals for Georgia Southern. And we score 35. So 35-13, win by 22, cover. Okay. I like it. What's your touchdown to – or your rushing to passing touchdown breakdown? So I think we're, I think it's going to end up being like four. Four rushing touchdowns, one passing touchdown. And the reason I say that is I think that what we're doing right now is we're running a spread offense, but we don't throw the ball deep very often. Short passes throw the ball a lot oh yeah really short and so we're going to get down around the end zone and then our run game is going to come in and just bowl them over all right i like it i i hope that is the case but let's leap into the stands with mike here and tell us how the packers at falcons i think the line swing from when i wrote this from a pick em to I think I've seen the Packers as one and a half point favorites. So Packers. That's minus the last one, I heard. Yeah. Packers minus one and a half at the Falcons. All right. So the Falcons had a pretty good, um, pretty good game last week. They were playing Carolina, which I think is almost like playing the Chicago bears or the Arizona Cardinals. Um, that's a team. Most good, like decent teams should go in and like kind of wallop. I guess that's something that I kind of forgot to put in there too, is like what the actual score was of the uh, Carolina versus Falcons game. So I'm going to have Pat kind of check that out if he can right now. I don't know where his computer's at currently, but. Oh, I got gotcha. you. I switched to a MacBook in my life has never been the same, dude. So much more brains here. I never thought I would know the difference of uh, operating speed of of a computer but of course now i'm scrolling through the scores and i can't see you can't find it anyway uh 24 Tyler, 10 24 10 they beat him in atlanta okay so 24 10 i feel like you should really put it to a team like carolina especially with a like a rookie quarterback but maybe you know what do i know um 
the Falcons are going to lean on their running game predominantly. Um, Tyler Algier and Bijan Robinson are their two running backs. Um, Robinson had a receiving TD. Tyler Algier had two rushing TDs. Um, the Falcons only, uh, Desmond Ritter is their quarterback, only threw 18 passes uh, total, I believe. And then only two passes went to Kyle Pitts and Drake London combined. Drake London had one target, maybe zero targets. Well, one zero target, target, one target, zero catches. Okay. Yeah. And so like, didn't even, they like, they're not even trying to throw the ball against Carolina and maybe that's because they don't need to. Um, Algier and Robinson are going to be a good running back duo. Our running defense is going to have to step up. Um, their defense contained the Panthers. Obviously, they only got 10 points. Um, but I also don't know if that is like a good or a bad thing. Like, I shouldn't say a bad thing. Like, obviously, it's good. But if you're controlling an offense that's number one wide receiver is uh, sh- uh, shoot, Adam Thielen, who was cut from the Vikings, and your quarterback is a brand new fresh yeah, out of college. Hayden Hurst, Miles Sanders, decent. But yeah, I think Adam But Miles Sanders was not given a contract leaving Philly right yeah. after a good year. Um Hayden Hurst is like fine as a as a tight end, but like they don't have a lot of like big name weapons. And those weapons can all like shift and like have dominant years. I get that. Like everybody in the NFL is talented. I just at this point in the season, Carolina feels very bad, right? And they didn't yeah. not take it to him, but they didn't really take it to him either for a division foe. And I will defend Carolina a little bit in this one because I was kind of paying attention because Carolina was my pick out of the AFC South. Um, it was 10-10 going into the fourth quarter. So as, but I mean, it's, AFC South, or I mean, NFC South football. So it it kind of turns into a shit show, but I remember feeling kind of good. I think, I think I might've picked them in, uh, in our pick them competition. I think that's why I was paying attention to this one a little bit more. Okay. But, but yeah, I think the game was a little bit closer than the score, but I think that only helps your point more is like, yeah, yeah. They, they didn't really beat them that bad. Like, I want to say it was a late touchdown to make it a two score, two score game at the end of the game. But it was, it was a pretty tight game for the most part. Right. And so I think, I think the downfalls here are that we're going into Atlanta. This is, Jordan Love is going to be in a dome down with a team that like actually is going to have fans that believe they can win after the first quarter. Like the Bears fans, I think, gave up pretty quickly on the notion of winning, even when the game wasn't necessarily out of hand. Um, and then I think really it'd be nice to see if we can get. So hopefully Quay Walker is cleared from concussion, concussion. protocol. Yeah. So he is currently questionable. Uh, Dobbs, I believe, is listed as questionable as well. 
and Aaron Jones is listed as questionable. So I could be wrong about Dobbs. Jones is listed as questionable with a hamstring. If Dobbs and Walker aren't playing, like that's going to create problems for us. Um, and then I haven't heard about Watson. Do you know if Watson has we've seen anything one way or another on Watson? Yeah, he didn't practice today. I think I saw that from a tweet. Uh, he isn't even in the injury report because that's currently what I'm looking at. But you're right. Dobbs is on there. Jones is on there. Walker's on there. Elgin Jenkins is on there. And Rashawn Gary's on there. Um, I wish I would have saved that tweet because I knew it was going to come up clutch. But I, I do want to say Watson didn't practice today. Bakhtiari didn't practice, but that was like, that's standard. Vet, yeah, veteran rest didn't practice type stuff. Yeah. And after he went out and showed out the way he did against the Bears, it's kind of like, yeah, if he can just do that, like, yeah, don't make him practice as long <laughs> yeah. as he can, as long yeah. as he can do what he needs to do, right? Yeah, um, he was pretty. Um, I think he took over Aaron Rodgers' attitude towards the Bears for this oh, last yeah. game. I saw some middle yeah. fingers popping up. He was, um, Doing the uh, shoot now, I can't think of the Seinfeld character. Uh, George's um, laying on the couch thing. Oh right? yeah, yep. I don't know if that's what it's from or like that's just what I think of when I when I see that. But uh, he did some wild stuff to the Bears fans, and so he was having a good time with it. I think. Yeah. No, I think going into this game, like if we rank it kind of like we did in the Bears Packers game, like defenses we definitely have you know an advantage on the defensive side of the ball uh i don't think they have enough weapons on offense uh ritter brand new quarterback it's it's just going to be to me it's going to come down to like what offense is kind of gelling better uh at the time the packers Offense definitely, I guess I wouldn't say definitely is a little step down from Atlantis because I don't even think so. Like, I think they're so I think they have bigger names, they have bigger names. Drake London and Kyle Pitts are like had a lot of draft capital, right? So, those are top 10 picks. Uh, B. John Robinson is a top 10 pick. Algier was a thousand yard rusher last year. Ritter is really their like hole in their offense. I don't know how their offensive line is. I assume it's good with a running game like that. Yeah. And I can't speak to their offensive line either, but I would say uh, offenses are pretty parallel. And I feel like our bias and our faith in the Packers defenses, we just have a lot better defense. Yeah. And the only thing in this game that really scares me is the Packers being one and a half point favorites because I feel like, and I don't know if everybody thinks the same way I do. They probably don't, but one and a half points for the Packers screams to me, bet on the Packers, like in a way where you should bet on the Falcons, if that makes sense. So I think the majority of the money is going to be on the Packers. All right. Game. So I need you to put on, put on your, like just your gambling hat and take off your Packers hat. If that is even, is this even possible for you? 
Yeah, no, I'll do it for you guys. I'll I'll take it okay. off real quick. No, let's let's look at it this a, d- a different way. If this was the Vikings who had just lost, they're going into Atlanta. They're one and a half point favorites. Are you betting on the Vikings or are you betting on the Falcons? Yeah. If you change the Packers, the Vikings in this equation, sorry, I took off my headphones real quick. So I had to reiterate that. Um, I think I'm taking the Falcons in this game just out of purely. I think there's going to be more money to be made. If, if you make the line more favorable for the Packers to bet in this game. If that makes sense. I, I don't, don't know you, if it makes sense. But so makes if that's if that's the case, don't you leave it at a pick'em? Or like a half point? But that's what I'm saying. So it starts as a pick'em. Everybody hammers the Packers. The Packers are now the favorite. So there, there's just a lot more money riding on the Packers. I would assume. I, I didn't look up any stats or anything like that. We've been doing that pick'em on ESPN. Remember, get your picks in, Mike. Uh, oh yes, but I don't even remember what it said of percentage because that throws me the fuck off. Is th- like the heavy percentage of people betting one way or the other. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't remember what it said for this, but I would assume it was a, it was a lot of people going for the Packers. That being said, this is a game I would zag on my own opinion, but I'm going to take the Packers. And yeah, we're always taking the. I mean, especially at one and a half. Like, so I was actually talking to a guy at work about this today. Um, I don't have the supreme faith that they can beat everyone in the league the way I did when they had Aaron Rodgers on the team, right? So, like, if we walk into the San Francisco, we go into San Francisco in the next three weeks. We don't, right? We don't have that on our schedule. But if we did, I'd be like, we're gonna fucking lose. Right. Like I would think we're going to lose. I don't, which I don't think I ever thought like, there's no chance we can win this game with Aaron Rodgers at the helm. And I would feel that way about the, about a San Francisco game. Not that that's a hundred percent accurate, but that's the way I would feel currently. Yeah. There was a lot of games leading up to the week with Aaron Rodgers. So like good examples are just some of like the NFC championship games. Uh, The one where the Falcons were just a wagon probably should have beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. We're up 28 to three. They played the Packers in the NFC championship game. I did not feel good about that game, but I think that was more so Aaron Rodgers dragging us around further than we probably would have got without him. And then that Atlanta team should be a Super Bowl champion team. Like they they were that good. Like they they were a really good team. Um, and then I want to say San Francisco. I don't know if it was quite the next year, but it seemed like it in the NFC Championship. And both those games did not feel good, but I ended up betting on the Packers just because that's that's who I am. But yeah, yeah, I get that. I'm just I'm just saying that like. I don't have the same feeling around the team and maybe just the offensive side of the team that we can stick in any game. I don't have yeah. the same attitude about it that I used to. Yeah. And I think I turned the faith into our defense. Like I was like, all right, we don't have Aaron Rodgers. 
but we sure got a good defense. So we, we got, got a shot. Gary. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I did see that Preston Smith is 11 and all against the bears. Damn. It's quite a career. I was talking to our dog. I can't remember if this was in the banging on the drum group chat, but it was. Yep. His fiance is a, is a bears fan. And I was like, have the bears beat you guys since you guys started dating and they've been dating. I think he said it was 2018. Yeah. Like that. Two, two months before they started dating was the last time the bears beat the Packers. So it's been a rough go at it. Uh, for her right there but but yeah that's that's all i got i mean unless unless you got more on on the i just got one more thing to say go back go 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 let's go yeah we got it go patch rum go patch rum oh that yeah that's good that's good i like that (laughs) yeah that's what that's what my friends say in the stands at the packer games and it blends right in. Um, I like it. Next, we got driving fast and turning left, and I sure have a couple questions for you. So I sure you, do not have the answers for you. Okay, so I think we're out of the playoffs. So MTJ well, he finished dead last this week. Yeah. So MTJ wins the season points total. So they gave him the I. Uh, Dude, I spent way too much time looking at this to just find no answers to this. The <laughs> the NASCAR shit is pretty confusing, I think, which I feel like it should be one of the more simple ones. So yeah. he won the season. Um, basically, best regular season goes to MTJ, which he didn't have the most wins. So I assume that guy would win the season, but he had the most yeah. points. So he won the regular season, but as for qualifying for the cup, the guy with the most wins gets like the best seating in the cup. And then there's a three race playoff where it basically is 16 cars, but the whole, all the cars are racing and you just got to finish in the top 12 and then then inside those three out. races yeah so you no 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 so the first race you it eliminates four every race so you got to beat four of the guys in the in the race every week so this week he needed to finish ahead of four four people oh, so which, I, so i don't think you're quite right because there's 10 races in the chase for the cup all right, I hope I'm wrong because yeah, I was very. But he did finish dead at... last, and it was like 26th or something like that the week before. He has not been racing good when it comes down to clutch time. Martin Truex Jr. I'm starting to doubt you a little bit. He might be dropped from the uh, old outro. Yeah, no, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I hope he's still alive, and I can find a video that can fucking explain how racing works to me. But I'm pretty sure he needed to beat four guys that he didn't beat. So he didn't finish in the top 12 of those 16. And I think he's out. But okay. but That's I could be about that. So I don't 
But the, yeah, the way it was kind of making it sound, and I shouldn't spend this much time on something I don't know about, is kind of like how you know in in soccer, and I'm gonna I'm gonna kick it to an analogy that I know even less about, but that they they play that Champions League, and it's kind of like in the middle of their season, but it's not like every week. So if you have Tottenham, our Premier League team that we try to follow i think we, we switched, don't follow it all we did yeah. we switched to whichever one the wisconsin guy was uh coaching okay leads i think that is so our leads if they were playing in the champions league which i don't think they were they kind of play those in between games in the league that they're in so i do think he lost at kansas which was one of the important races where he couldn't do that at so there might be 10 races left, but I think he shit the bed at one of the big ones. Like there's like a big three oh, that you need to compete all in. Right. Yeah. So a bunch of guys shit the bed at that one though, the Kansas one, like a bunch of guys finished like in the 25 through 30. Okay. I, every week someone. <laughs> no, but like a bunch of like. Mo- a bunch oh, of the top racers, like gotcha. Okay. I want to say like Denny Hamlin finished behind him, who's like up on the top. Will Byron didn't, but Will Byron was number one in wins. I think it don't matter. That's basically the extent of what I know about yeah. racing is that they go fast, they turn left, and really it should come down to winning things. There should be no chase, right? Just give them points at the end. Like if if points come down to wins, just race and for points the whole year. Yeah. Um I so we're gonna move on to the six pack and a pound brought to you by Taco John's recap of the week. Um I don't know exactly what games Mike got wrong or right, or even me, but I know I put the Packers as the pounded game of the week last week, uh, which turned out big for me because I ended up going four and three, and Mike went three and four with the pounded uh, game not hitting. Yeah. So Mike ends up down 200 bing bongs. I end up up 300 bing bongs. And Mike is going to have to shotgun a sun drop before the end. Right of- before we pick. Right before we pick. Our we next six pack and a pound. We picked today, we, but we might have to pause. We need to get yeah, now. Picks. I need to. I do need to pause. Shit. Yeah. So we're gonna take a short commercial <laughs> break right here because Mike didn't put his six pack and a pound in. But in Mike's defense, I didn't catch this before the show either because yeah, our next recording is after the games. So. We are going to take a quick pause right here, but we will be back. And Mike is going to be either shotgunning one or two sun drops next week. So let me figure out how to pause this. And all right, that commercial break was brought to you by. Taco John's, go out there, get a six pack and a pound, and they might actually sponsor us one day. I wonder if we could get in trouble for saying that they sponsor us when we when they really don't. You think they would just appreciate it? 
I don't know. I guess though, if we say some problematic shit, I think we're pretty like called call a guy Peter Bukaki. Yeah, Peter fucking Bukaki. They should do that to that piece of shit. No, I'm just kidding. Peter, you're probably you're probably a good guy. I did want to put a I did want to put out a poll. A poll is uh Peter Bukaki uh a nice guy or is he a scumbag? And then just a yes or no. But I did you not could do say it. should we switch his name to Peter Bukaki? Yes or no. Okay. No, I like that. But anyways, we are going to get into the six pack and a pound. Like I said, brought to you by Taco John's. Go out there, get your six pack of delicious tacos, followed by a pound of Olay's. Um, I forget what they call them. The Potato uh, Olay's. Potato Olay's. And then pick your side, whether it's sour cream or nacho cheese. Where are you going, Mike? Sour cream, nacho cheese, yeah, or guacamole? I mean, uh, maybe just ketchup. Mm. Right? They're just tots. Go nacho cheese, get heartburn, and then regret that, your decision for having Yeah, so heartburn. nacho cheese is fine. Um, I do like sour cream kind of a lot. Yeah, I've came around on sour cream a little bit. So I, I'll take them all. I'll take a little nacho cheese. I'll take a little sour cream. I'll take... A lot of guacamole. I think guacamole might be my my pick there. All right. Um, I didn't re- I didn't realize they had guacamole. I think the only thing I've ever had with them is uh, nacho cheese. Yeah, me too. But I'm about to change that. Moving up to Clarksville, Tennessee, and there's Taco John's in Clarksville, Tennessee. I'm pretty pumped. Pretty pumped about it. But do you want me to go first, or do you want to go first? All right, so uh, I guess I was a little caught off caught off guard this week on my on my picks, thinking that we have another we're going to record like Saturday for some reason. I don't know, but we're not. Yeah, I think I should just make you shotgun whatever you have in your fridge. That that should be what your punishment is. Right now, you just go to your fridge, pull out a can of something, whether it's ketchup or ketchup, uh, shotgun yeah. ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you really want to see a guy throw up. Uh, I do have beer. Um, no, we'll save it for next week. So, yeah, you shit the bad mic. You have Sundrop readily available. I ordered a bunch of Sundrop to the house to get me through the season. And it costs way too much that I don't even want to say how much I paid for. Yeah, I don't think Sundrop to come to that. Like, just you could have just used regular soda for sure. Yeah, but our goal in this show is to one day be sponsored by Taco John's and Sundrop at the same time, and then we're gonna make Taco John's have Sundrop readily available when you. We're gonna be we're gonna be big enough that we can get them to change their soda standards. Yeah, I think because I think they are Pepsi Co or whatever that is so yeah which i feel like most taco joints are but yeah mike these are our clippable things so i need you to roll through your picks in a minute and then i'm gonna have to try to roll through my picks in a minute but you go first give us your six pack and a pound you can give a little reason to if you you want all right for my six pack and a pound i'm taking 
the Seahawks at the Lions, the Lions minus five and a half. I am taking the Lions here. Uh, Browns at Steelers. Steelers are plus two and a half. I am taking the Steelers plus two and a half. That's a double dog. Um, Next up, I got the Packers at the Falcons. The Falcons are plus one. Packers, I'm taking at minus one. Packers are going to win this outright. You might as well take the money line, take the big money out of this game. Um, I got the next up. I got the Colts at the Texans plus one and a half. I'm going to take the Texans plus one and a half here. And the reason I'm going to do this one is basically because of what Pat was saying early in the podcast about the Packers and Falcons, that it feels like a trap game, right? So the Colts felt like they were better than what Houston felt like last week, but this is what I'm rolling with the Houston's home field advantage can be very, very good inside their dome as well, but I'm not going to like go deep too deep into that. Uh, Vikings at Eagles. Eagles are minus six and a half. I'm going to take the Eagles at minus six and a half. Um, one of the best teams in the NFC, they're going to get better than they were last week. Um, Next up, I got the Saints at the Panthers plus three. I'm taking the Saints minus three. I think that are the best team in the NFC South, and I think the Panthers are probably one of the worst teams in the NFC South. Uh, and for my pound it game of the week, I got the Jets pound All right. So I got the Jets at the Cowboys. Cowboys are minus nine in this game. I'm going to take the Jets at plus nine. I don't think there's a team in the league that is going to put up nine points or like beat the jets by nine points even with zach wilson there the jets defense is good enough that to lose by nine is going to be exceptional in yeah any point in this in the league in the year i think people are overreacting to the Aaron rot not overreacting he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league but it is it's too much right so that the jets defense is not going to be nine points behind in any game yeah, no, you talked me into that one pretty quick. I I think the Cowboys overperformed a little bit last week, uh, blocking yeah. punts, getting some bounces to go their way. I'm not gonna say it was lucky, like, but I think it was it, it was a little bit much. Like everything went the Cowboys way in a yeah. forty to nothing blowout uh, versus the Giants. But yeah, no, I I think that's actually a really good pick uh, on your part and I, I wish I dug into that one a little bit more but I did not uh, but you talked me into it when I'm up in Tennessee that would be a pick where I would just put in on the side but I do not have that one but are you ready to see a undefeated six pack and a pound right now so is there like an extra punishment for me if you hit an undefeated? No, we won't do that. So I think the thing you just get gonna... to drink a sun drop nice and leisurely on the on the podcast and enjoy yep. one. Yep. I'll enjoy an icy cold sun drop while you're while you're chugging yours. But... I like but I kind of enjoy the chugging the sun drops too. So like <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll bring on John to show us a little bit of a refresher how to shotgun one of these faster. I could use I, lessons every time. So I think what we should do. So you you didn't bring a sun drop to the show when you could have just stopped at the gas station. Yep. So what we'll do 
is if I lose this one, you have to, if we can get John, shotgun a sundrop against John. And then if you lose to John, you have to shotgun another one. But if you beat John, you're good. But if I lose, I'll still have to shotgun a sundrop. It's just like the most optimal situation where the most sundrop is getting shotgunned. But I might not have my sundrop at that point. So I might be shotgunning frescas or squirts. I think I'm going to go with squirt if I don't get sundrop. See, I really hate everybody compare squirt to sundrop. It is not the same. No, it's not. Sundrop's like its own own animal. Like I 100% agree with that. But if I did have to pick a a soda that's semi-similar... It would be Sundrop. Because, like, the Mountain Dew, that's even worse off than than Squirt. Wouldn't you think? Like, I don't like Mountain Dew. I don't know. I've literally. I've literally since I had a Squirt. I've never seen a Squirt in a place that I couldn't get a Sundrop. Yeah. You don't don't live by me. But the funny part is, I could have bought cases of Sundrop when I lived further west in Florida. I think that just like the more military presence and yeah. like having more um, options and stuff like from from up north. But I'm going to roll into my six pack and a pound this week. And I think I'm going to guarantee that I'm going to win every single one of these games this week. I felt pretty good about the board this week. Um, if I could change one, it would be your your Jets at Cowboys. I think the Jets are definitely keeping that game within nine. But here I roll, and here is my uh, clip to cut. So Vikings at Eagles. Eagles are minus six and a half. Hit the Eagles on this one. Vikings suck ass. Then we have the Bears at the Buccaneers. Buccaneers are minus two and a half in this game. Same, same, same story. Bears suck ass. Hit the Bucks minus two and a half. Baker Mayfield is rolling right now. So hit him well. Hit him while he's high because it's not going to last too long. Next game we have is Saints at Panthers. I think this is our only pick that we contradicted each other on. I'm going to take the Panthers plus three because that's the team I'm going to hold on to for a little bit because I picked them to win the division. And we'll see how long that lasts for me. Next game we have 49ers minus eight at the LA Rams. So in LA, I'm going to have faith. I think the Rams suck ass, but I'm going to have faith. Interdivision rivalry, plus eight points at home. Have some pride, boys. Cover this game for Papa. Uh, next game we have is Colts, minus one and a half at the Texans. And Mike was reading my uh, brain wavelength on this one. Feels like a trap and a half. Feels like everybody's going to be hammering the Colts in this one. Take the Texans. Plus one and a half might have been my double dog of the week. I think the Texans are going to win that one outright. That is not my double dog of the week. I have the Chiefs minus three and a half at the Jaguars. Um, Take the Jags, double dog, eat some double dogs. The Chiefs are going 0-2 to start this season, losing to Detroit and then losing to the Jaguars the next week. It's happening, guys. Uh, Oh. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm throwing out some controversial shit here, too. 
And then my last game is my pounded pounded game of the week. Packers minus one at the Falcons. If you don't know where I'm going with that, you're dumber than a bag of hammered dog shit. Packers are winning that game outright. Well, not even outright. So they are they're winning by seven. So bump that line up, Vegas, because you're going to be losing money because everybody's going to be pounding the Packers in that game. And that's why I was saying earlier in the show, I feel like that's a very everyone's going to be hitting the Packers. But that's my six pack in a pound. Chop the video. All right, for all you suckers that are doubting the pack. No, no, no. I have a brain drain. Oh, all right. Hold how on. long are, are we running way too long? No, we probably st- – eh, maybe. Maybe. All right. I don't know. It's hard to tell with the break we had in there. My brain drain for the week. Have you ever heard of sunning your asshole? I don't – I mean, maybe. I, I feel like it's, it's – Vague red question. I did it yesterday, but you know, I don't know. <laughs> you've you've done it before. But so I think it was Liver King or whatever. You've heard of that guy, right? Yep. Yeah. That he's on the juice. Yeah. The liver juice. So I have some dumb things that I do where I can't can't judge it that much. Like obviously that guy was like a quack. He's giving everything to um eating liver and like or living yeah living clean and and touching trees and shit like that but sometimes when i get like frustrated i want to be like one with nature so maybe i'll like touch a tree and stuff but i think liver king was saying like you need to sun your asshole so you need to like point your asshole at the sun so your asshole gets gets sun should I do this in the morning or at like noon in the evening? Like what type of sun do I need? So I think that's the what the first guy was trying to figure out. The first guy who sunned his asshole. And this is my point. I think the first guy who sunned his asshole was kind of on to something. So I assume it happened like way back in the day. People didn't know exactly what was going on. What was the meaning of life? Like people still haven't figured out. The meaning of life. So this guy, yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever it is. But this guy was like laying on the ground, like he was in his little tribe. Uh, Dude was hungry. Stepped over him. They're still butt ass naked. They don't have clothes. He sees the guy's asshole, and it looks kind of like a star. And like he'd never seen a guy's asshole so clearly, and he was like. I don't know if you've ever seen an asshole. It kind of like sticks in your mind a little bit. Like you're like that. (laughs) That looks weird. But what does it look like? So (laughs) he correlates this. And he was like, I think I've seen something that looks like that, but it's just not as nasty. And he was like, I still don't know what the meaning of life is. I'm just going out to get food, uh, doing whatever. He looks in the in the sky and he sees a star and he was like, that roughly looks like that guy's asshole. And he's like, 
I think I figured this shit out. I think we need to point our asshole at the sun. So dude goes to his wife and he was like double checking and he shows his his asshole to his wife. And she was like, yeah, it kind of looks like a star. So he's like, we got this shit figured out. So now we all need to show our asshole to the sun and something is going to happen. If we like, if it's like a concerted effort. No, no, no. I think he just thought he was going to be like righteous, but he was nice enough to like, let everybody else know. And then they all went out and did it. He showed their asshole. Since it was his idea, he was like, oh, I got a lot more energy after this. And then his buddy was like, dude, I don't think this is doing anything. And then, then like, if you think it's doing something, it might be doing something. And that's, and that's why sunning your asshole is still kind of a theory to today. So that's my story on uh, how I think sunning your asshole became a thing. That's all I got. You're, so what made you like get into like the sunning your asshole stuff? Have you been doing Google searches on it? No, it was the, I was frustrated. So I touched a tree to try to give my frustration to the tree and then, and then like be one with it, it kind of works for me. So I can't say much like this, uh, this thing, or like I'll touch the ground. I'll try to give, uh, my negative energy to the ground, which is kind of a dick move. Cause like, I'm like, Oh, I'm, I don't want this. Like you take it, but, but maybe it's like carbon dioxide and oxygen, right? Like trees need that shit to live. They need maybe some anger to live where you need to get rid of that anger. Yeah. No, I think, I think there's no, I don't really think there's something to it, but it helps me just, just like the guy sunning his asshole and just how sunning his asshole has lasted. I think the story I just told you happened in probably like 3000 BC. And like, there's still strands of, Hey dude, if you show your asshole to the sun, it gives you more energy. So the rumor, the rumor lives on. Do you think that just some like wackadoodle dude, like made it up just recently? That that could be, but I don't think he's the first person that thought of that. Like like I'm saying, I think what we literally I think called I that figured it out. We literally called that like the place the sun don't shine though. And that guy wanted to dispute it. So are dogs like more inherently happy because their asshole was always shown to the sun? Probably. Or no. I'm, I'm no, not no, 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 no. No, no. I see. I think that that's that's. There's a point there because dogs are way happier than humans, in general. Yeah, and maybe it's because their assholes point out the sun. Maybe we can start convincing people that they should start sunning their asshole. So I we haven't. Need, we need somebody to give like sunning their asshole a try, right? You know, like just don't do it at like a park or something. That'd be fucking weird. Or do you know? No, I, no, <laughs> don't do it at a park. I'm just telling you, don't do it at a park. You don't want to come visit me. Yeah, I, I don't think that'll quite get them towards you, but but yeah, I that's that's all I had on it. I think it sounds like a wacky thing, and I still think it's a wacky thing. Do you think I you think, get more? Do you think your asshole is more receptive to vitamin D through UV rays? Your mom's asshole is a little uh, more receptive to some vitamin D. 
<laughs> that was a legit question that I didn't see coming with a response on it. <laughs> no, yeah. but like for real, like is that skin more sensitive to sunlight or something? I, I bet so. I mean, it's a place where the sun doesn't shine, like um, like you were saying before. But I don't know. Maybe we should try it out. Maybe that could be a punishment that turns into like a life-changing experience. I don't know how you record. Yeah, I don't know like how or where I would do this. In Wilton, dude. There's nobody. No, that's not. Yeah, that's not (laughs) true. I have a have. You could probably do it at the pool. (laughs) Right now, I could. The pool's closed. Yeah. Um, No, but I got I got some land that I guess I could go do it at. But yeah, deer hunting. That's how you catch the biggest bucks. You whack off in the stand and then you show the sun to your asshole. Yeah, that's the part I've been missing. Yeah. So, so now that it's all fixed. But yeah, just to wrap a little bow on that, I just want to say I want to give a shout out to the first guy who thought of it. Because you know, like when you're doing something so many times and you're like, oh, I've tried this, I've tried that, I've tried that. Like it was a guy just trying to figure out what was the meaning of life, seeing a guy's asshole, seeing it look like a star, correlated that the sun kind of looks like a star too. Because it is a star, but he wasn't smart enough to know that it was a star yet. He was just like going off pure correlation. I'm going to correlate. If we show our star to this star, something's going to happen. Something special is going to happen. I think he expected like there to be like way more to come from it. Tells all of his friends about it. He was wrong. Nothing really happened. But then he had to play off like, okay, it made me happy at least. And then his friends were like, I don't think it does anything. That's it. That's all I got. That's my brain drain. Let me know what you think. Um, Once I show my uh, asshole to the sun, I will let you know. Yeah. I might have to try it now. So I might be trying. be, Be careful down there in Florida. The sun is stronger there. Yeah. So maybe I'll get extra superpowers. Superpowers. I like it. But yeah, that's all we have for the show. So if you've been listening this long, you are amazing. Uh, we love you. And Mike, do the do the outro one more time. I might cut the outro. I'm putting this in the show. If you're doubting the Badgers, the Bucks, the Brewers, or the Packers, you can eat our shorts. Roll it. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't need my shorts. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't need my shorts. Beat them. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't need my shorts. Eat my shorts.